What up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. This is season two, episode two of Joshua's Proximity. But before I even start into my episode, man, I just want to say rest in peace to my fellow Kappa brother, DeAndre Houston. He just recently passed in Atlanta, Georgia. We as a community, a black community I'm talking about especially, we got to stop killing young brothers, man. 29, 28 years old. Passed away way too young, uh, was beloved by many, and, you know, was a great brother amongst many. So, love you, Dre. Forever a real one, man. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into episode two of season two of Joshua's Proximity. Now, this past week, man, has just been crazy. So, I just had surgery on my left shoulder. So, right now, I'm doing this podcast in a sling, man. My my body stinks, man. They say I couldn't take a shower for five days. But trust me, I still have done a little wash-up here and there. I changed my drawers, but my body stinks just a tad bit. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, The United States, Trump just got impeached for the second time during his stint. The first time ever for United States president to be impeached twice. So what that means is Trump isn't able to run for office ever ever again the Steelers did exactly what I said that they was going to do early in the season Harden gets traded I'm going to get later that later into the episode and just this past week of football has just been mesmerizing man the Seahawks they lose to Jared Goff with a broken thumb on his throwing hand I mean what where do I begin so now when I look at the Harden trade there's a lot of things that kind of go into the Harden trade. Let me break it down real quick. So the Brooklyn Nets, they get James Harden, who is arguably the best one-on-one player in NBA history, who can be arguably the best scorer in NBA history. He can do it from a variety of ways. He can do it from the three. He can do it from inside the three-point line. He can do it at the free throw line. Wherever you need him at, he has revolutionized the basketball game to where Dudes are now taking side sidestep threes, fading away. Like James Harden has done a tremendous job of just changing the game for the better. The Houston Rockets, they get Victor Oladipo, Exum, Karukis. I'm not saying his name right, so don't fault me on that. Three Brooklyn Nets first-round picks, one Milwaukee first-round pick, and then they get to swap four first-rounders uh, picks from the Brooklyn Nets, and those are all unrestricted. So if the Brooklyn Nets, if they get the first pick, the Houston Rockets get the first pick. Now the Indiana Pacers and the Cleveland Cavaliers were also also a part of the trade. So the Nets, they got rid of Karis LeVert. The Pacers got Karis LeVert and a second rounder. And the Cavs, they got Jared Allen and Terion Prince. Now when you look at how much value a superstar brings to an NBA team, it is immeasurable. Now, what would an NBA team do to get LeBron James? What would an NBA team give up to get a Giannis Antetokounmpo? What would an NBA team give up to get a Luka Doncic? Now, when you're talking about superstars that can change your franchise instantly, James Harden is definitely one of those guys, whether you want to believe it or not. Since we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets, man, we might as well stay on the topic. Now, I have been telling people time and time again about Kyrie Irving. Two things can be true about Kyrie Irving, 
And two things can be true in life in general. Is my name Joshua Edwards? That's a fact. Do I only have one mother, biological mother? That's a fact. Now, when you look at Kyrie Irving, he's a quitter, bro. I have been saying this since last season. Yes, Kyrie Irving is the greatest basketball player that we have ever seen to handle a basketball. Yes, he can go out and give you 50 any given night. Yes, he is one of the best finishers that we have ever seen at the rim. Yes, he is a superstar talent, but he is a quitter. You saw what he did when he was in Boston. You saw what he did his first year in Brooklyn. And you're seeing what he's doing right now in Brooklyn. How are you not even going to show up or, and let your, your head coach know that you're not coming to a game? I just find it very ironic that a guy that didn't want to play Robin to Batman and LeBron James, he's not even Robin to Kevin Durant anymore. He's Alfred. He's not, he's, come on, man, he's not even the second best player on his team. Are we being real right now? Let's be honest right now. He's becoming more of a headache than anything right now. Don't get it twisted. I love me some Kyrie Irving, man. In 2K17, 2K18, I played with the Cavs, and the only person I would score with was Kyrie Irving and LeBron James in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, right now, it's, it's very evident that he, one, is a quitter, and two, he is one of the biggest problems in the National Basketball Association, and that has to get fixed. So it would not surprise me if, one, Kyrie Irving retires, two, the Brooklyn Nets trade Kyrie Irving because they got James Harden, another insurance policy, or three, they just <laughs> cut him from the team. I mean, you never know what you're going to get out of this guy, man. It's just evident right now that he is definitely – more of a problem than than the solution. And the more and the more that I start to think about it, LeBron James, a couple nights ago, he hits a three-pointer without looking. And then the next day, James Harden is like, man, I can't do this out west. Let me go out east. I remember there was a time when LeBron James was out east and everybody was talking about how the west is so much tougher, he couldn't do it out west. So he goes out west and he does it out west. And the superstars that were in the West Coast, they fly East Coast. That just goes to show how much talent LeBron James has and how superstars fear him. But enough with the NBA, enough of Kyrie Irving, enough of James Harden. Let's go ahead and talk about this NFL postseason this weekend. Now, last week, I went four for two on my predictions. I had the Bills over the Colts. I had the Ravens over the Titans. I had the Steelers over the Browns. I had the Seahawks over the Rams, Bucks over Washington, and the Saints over the Bears. Now, it's kind of crazy that, you know, I had the Steelers over the Browns, but I, I should have already knew that they was going to lose that game because we know what the Steelers are, man. And now you're starting to get more stuff from Juju Smith-Schuster. You're starting to get uh, Chase Claypool talking about how the Browns won and how they celebrated their victory was disrespectful. Hold on, hold on, hold on now. When y'all was 10-0, 11-0, 5-0, 6-0, and you was doing all this TikTok stuff after every game talking about a loss, what is that? Never heard of it? You cannot, you cannot come back five weeks later, six weeks later, and say, oh, man, the way that they won, the, one that they, the way that they celebrated was disrespectful. Are you stupid? 
And I'm starting to see this out of the Pittsburgh Steelers receiving core and just receivers in the NFL in general. A lot of these guys are prima donnas, man. I mean, we already knew that. But Chase Claypool, relax, bro. Juju Smith-Schuster, he, he's a free agent this year. I don't even know if the Pittsburgh Steelers are resigning him. Especially after the performances that he has displayed this year. After all that dancing on the field, he's not producing when it comes to the football field. I don't know if he's more into being a TikTok famous person or if he's more into being an actual NFL football player at this point. But like I said, I'm not surprised at all. The biggest surprise of this past week, though, was the Rams beating the Seahawks in Seattle. Now, I really thought Russell Wilson would come out and throw the ball more effectively. I thought that their offense would be a little more effective against the Rams' defense. And I seriously thought that they, their defense, the, the Seahawks' defense, would be a lot more stout against the Rams and their rushing attack. The Rams ran the ball effectively and often. And it's no secret how I feel about Jared Goff. Everybody knows that I cannot stand Jared Goff. I don't believe that he's a he's an okay quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback. If you really look at it, Jared Goff can't elevate his team. If this defense isn't what it is, are we even really talking about the Rams and them making the playoffs? Jared Goff, he wouldn't be able to leave his team to a wild card. Jared Goff at best, mm, backup quarterback, 8-18, eight 9-7. Eight but without this defense, we know what he is. Let's be real, you guys. Since we're talking about the playoffs, let's continue to keep rolling. So my predictions for this week, well, first of all, let me read the games. The games, you got the Rams versus the Packers. You got the Ravens versus the Bills. You got the Browns versus the Chiefs. And you got the Bucks versus the Saints. Now, who do I have coming out of these games? After everything that I just said about the Rams, I really like their chances because their defense is so good. But their quarterback play is so bad that I got to go with the Green Bay Packers in this game. I believe it's going to be a close game, a real tight close game, probably come down to the last 10 minutes of the football game, a turnover here or there. I got to go with the Green Bay Packers, man. The Ravens versus the Bills. Now, I already have my Super Bowl prediction. I already told you guys that the Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl. So I got to stand by that. I like the Bills over the Ravens in a tight, close game. You're going to see a lot of great quarterback play. You're going to see Josh Allen make all the throws. Right now, Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in the NFL. We can debate that on any metrics that you want to do. But Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in the National Football League. The Browns versus the Chiefs, really. <laughs> the Browns, they're about to get blown out. The Chiefs are about to beat them at least by 14 points easily. The Bucks versus the Saints. This is the game that everybody is waiting for. You get two first ballot Hall of Famers. You get two all-decade quarterbacks. You get two quarterbacks that could go down as top five of all time. We know what Tom Brady is. We know that he's the GOAT. We know what Drew Brees is. We know what type of records he's set and what his standard is for success. And we also know what the Saints do in the playoffs, man. They fold year in and year out. But this year, 
this year in general, ah, right now, if I'm just going off of no bias, no hatred, I got the Saints winning this game, man. Um, I think it'll be close, man. I really hope A.B. goes off because that's my guy, man. I really like Antonio Brown a lot. Uh, I, I feel like this game, Alvin Kamara is going to be heavy. He's, you're going to get a lot of dose of Alvin Kamara. But that that secondary of the Saints, man, they locked down. Marshawn Lattimore, he has locked up Mike Evans twice this year, and they get it off for a third time. So this time it might be different. But with that being said, I got to go with the Saints, man. So NFC Championship game, I got the Packers versus the Saints. In the AFC, AFC Championship game, I got the Bills versus the Chiefs. But with that being said, man, that concludes Joshua's Proximity Season 2, Episode 2. I got to get off this, man. My shoulder is killing me right now. My body is, uh, you know, a little funky a little bit. But y'all have a good one, all right?